Hey everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, podcast about the magic of books. Today I'm going to be talking about Bloody Acquisitions, the third book in the Fred the Vampire Accountant series by Drew Hayes. So let's balance the magic of books. Again, these books are super funny. This book is no exception to that. There's good humor, there's serious plot points, and I think they're all balanced pretty well. Again, if this is the first book that you're starting on, there. This book is separated into five short stories that are all combined. And, of course, that means we're going to be seeing a little bit of that reintroduction in every short story. While it's not bad, sometimes it can feel a little annoying, but that makes it easier to read this book in piecemeal if that's what you need to do. At about this point in the series, these short stories are becoming more and more connected and dependent on the previous short stories. And to a ex- uh, lower extent, the previous books in the beginning of this series, sometimes you would read a book and it would be completely independent of any other story. These books, especially in this one, most of them have to do with a certain event that's going to take place. And then there's one event that is just kind of its own short story. But they're all good and they're all great. They all work together really well. I like the five that he's chosen for this one. So I think we're just going to have to get into it and talk about it. So be warned, warned, spoilers for Bloody Acquisitions, book three by Dream. So our first short story, uh, it was great. You know, you kind of expect this coming and maybe you expect it a little earlier, a little later. But Fred finally meets up with a vampire hunter, somebody who's trying to kill him. And, you know, Fred, he's dressed up in a sweater vest. He looks like a normal guy. Definitely doesn't have the whole vampire motif going on. But this vampire hunter, Colin, has decided to try and kill Fred. And so he is chasing Fred and shooting Fred. And Fred's always like, hey, just calm down. You know, I don't kill people. I just, you know, I do drink blood. But, like, I haven't attacked anybody. And I'm, like, a safe vampire. And Colin's like, oh, it's just a matter of time. And you're just going to die. And I'm going to get you. And I tortured your blood maker to the guy who gave you blood. And Fred's like, well, that sucks. Like, where am I going to get blood from now? (laughs) That's just funny that he's, you know, he wants to go and try and save him and rescue him. And uh, at this point, Fred does get harpooned with a harpoon from a car. It's attached to Colin's car. And uh, he gets carpooned. (laughs) That was quite a funny little pun that they had thrown in there. While he is trying to save, you know, rescue himself and get out of this predicament because no one else, you know, no one else has caught up to him yet. He is saved by another vampire named Lillian. Now he does make sure that Lillian doesn't kill Colin. You know, he calls Crystal and then they come to pick him up. But he meets Lillian and she says that they are a new vampire clan, the Tuva clan, and that they're moving into Winslow. And they've, they're looking for a vampire who knows the head of the Therians, who knows an agent, works with Amy, the most notable mage in the city, and has had some dealings with Gideon. Now, now who could she be talking about? That's right, she's talking about Fred, but she doesn't know it. And she, she tells Fred, you know, you're a pretty sad excuse for a vampire. You know, maybe if you met this, this cool vampire that we've heard about here, you'd uh, buck up a little bit, you know, you'd be a real vampire, so... It's a great little self-contained story of uh, Fred trying to avoid a vampire hunter. It it was fun. A little bit great. So our next book is called City of Monsters. And that is right after this vampire attack. Crystal, of course, is worried for Fred because 
he's a vampire, but he's a very non-confrontational kind of person. He hates violence. He hates trying to attack people or fight. And so she decides to take him to Borbak. It's a parahuman city. It's completely built for parahumans. There's very few humans that are allowed. Obviously, they know about it and they're fine. But this city is built specifically for all parahumans to live and act normally or as naturally as they can. Most of it is underground as well so that creatures who like vampires can't be out in the direct sunlight can still roam and on this trip we meet sheriff thorgood who we know is on a power level of at least gideon because you can just feel the power emanating off of him and it's not the same as gideon's where he is in a primal state of fear because of this aura just that he can recognize the immense power that Sheriff Thorgood has. So while they're here, Crystal is trying to convince Fred that he should just move here. You know, this will be safer. Leave Winslow. This way you won't get in trouble with the vampire clan. They can't get you. And Fred's really considering it because, you know, he doesn't really like danger. But he is trying to figure out what he wants to do next, you know, with his life with his new vampire clan. And him being a lone, abandoned vampire. And also, at the same time, we see a great fight with Albert. Albert is doing a mock fight against another wielder, one of Sheriff Thorgood's deputy, another person who can hold a weapon of destiny. And as they fight, crazy that they're, they trade blows and the ground to the side of them will turn to glass or sparks will sparkles will appear in the air and just kind of that excitement of uh, two magical weapons colliding. So as they're leaving, Sheriff Thorgood is talking to Fred and, you know, reminds Fred that, hey, if you don't want to live here right now, there's no shame and there's no rule that says you can't leave Winslow later if things aren't working out the way you want them to and come back. Like You might as well listen to these vampires and see what they want to say. If they're going to be friendly, if they're going to chill, then let them be there, you know, and you can stay there as well. There's no reason for you to move. If not, then you can always leave and come to Borback and you'll be welcomed here just then. So Fred decides to kind of take that. He wants to, to stay if things do get too dangerous or other things start happening, then he would consider moving. Crystal takes it really well, and, and they make it back to Winslow. Now, the next story, the third story, this one's a little bit of an offshoot. Not too much in direct relation to the other four stories in this book, but it was great just this. So in this book, Fred gets a call from Asha. Yep, that Asha, she's back. Looks like she has delved deep into the parahuman, and she invites him to come help her solve a custody battle that she can help. So he comes to a party, to a house, and he meets her, and she kind of explains the situation that this enchanter who died, and both of his kids are fighting over who gets and who best deserves them. And the problem is, is that the will basically stipulates divide everything in half and split it even. But neither of the children are as willing to give up the two. And so they've become the major point of tension for this as well. They're trying to figure things out. And you meet the two children. You meet Zane, who's a very personal guy. He can charm people very well. He can the business going. Less, he's less of an enchanter, but he really has that personal side of the business down. And then you meet the other child daughter, the daughter Ainsley, who is incredibly good at enchanting, even better than her father was. She's got the skills. What she doesn't have is the personality. Now, if you're like me and you kind of see where this is probably going, you think, oh, well, they'll just, you know, he'll, they'll work something out where they have to share the, t where they have to like work together. And that would be a good thing, except they don't, like, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And then they get into a fight, Zane and Ainsley. And when they're in a fight, 
they are pulled into a type of like mini world that their father had set up for when they argued in the real world in the real world it would bring them here so that they can argue and if they do any magic nobody will see it and time is a little different so they have time to get over arguments now this this was really funny because asha and fred are working away and then all of a sudden lights turn red the sky turns red and they're like um what's going on and how are we gonna solve this so they keep working and working and then they finally come up with a good solution and they present it to both of them where it would be joint custody of the tools so like we were thinking earlier but it's it's more of a challenge period where after one year asha and fred will come back and they'll decide who did who made the most money and so if ainsley you know has x number of clients and makes ten thousand dollars and zane has y number of clients and only makes five thousand dollars then obviously ainsley wins and she would get the tools they threw in some interesting parts there you know if you have to work together on certain pieces that's fine we'll just divvy up the labor and the time and put it in accordingly and they threw in a special note that said hey if after one year you don't feel like you're ready to be evaluated then you know we'll just delay it but if you choose to delay it then you have to wait until both of you claim that it's going to be a good year for you and that you both agree to it so that one party can't say, oh, this is the year we're going to judge, and the other party is surprised and unaware. And you can see that they're both like, oh, yeah, this will be great. I can really, you know, win this one throughout the first part. And then within minutes, they're like, oh, yeah, we need to work together on this one and this one. And you can see that it's going to work out and that they'll probably never call in the challenge. But it was just a good story good accounting solving right there super funny so that's the third story in a nutshell our fourth story is that a lawyer in the manor the vampires have asked for a meeting with fred and so of course he chooses to meet them at charlotte manor because charlotte is now a friend they've been doing a lot of meetings there they are trying to meet so the vampires meet with fred and they offer him friendship and a place in the clan and he's Kind of like, uh, no, I don't really want to join any clans right now. I just want to keep being an accountant and be myself. And they give Lillian to Fred. They say, Lillian here will work for you and be your accountant and help you. And Fred's like, uh, thanks. Not really. I don't need somebody to help me here. And, you know, but he doesn't want to be rude. And so Lillian comes to work with Fred. Doesn't know a ton of about accounting, but she starts learning pretty quick, you know. Fred, of course, is nice, and he just tells her the truth and shows her the facts. After a little bit, she's like, you know, we thought you were working on, like, a blood ring where you'd do accounting in exchange for blood, and then you know, that's how you were getting so powerful. We could just kind of swoop in and take over, or you would blackmail people with their finances for blood. And Fred's like, whoa, this is this is horrible. I would never do, I would never do anything like that. That's that's crazy. And so William and Fred get closer and he she sees, you know, the truth that he's just a, an accountant who <laughs> happens to be a vampire at the same time. Uh, it was a great little story. Obviously, the Tuba clan is not going to be super happy about finding out that Fred really is just an accountant and that he doesn't have any nefarious purposes that they can overtake to get more blood easily from them. So then our next meeting, our next story these are just quick stories back to back basically is called an accountant in the manor and the tuva clan is making some more waves 
and he is going to meet with them, and he knows that they are really going to pressure him to actually join their clan, and so Fred calls Asha, and they're staying up, and they're working on things all over the place, trying to get things figured out, so Fred can remain a free agent, and not be under their thumb, so... You can kind of see where this might be going, that Fred is going to call for a... He's going to say that he's his own clan, he's going to create his own clan, and he's going to move things forward. You know, the whole time everybody's pretty supportive, and Crystal's like, oh, don't worry, you know, we know what you're doing, we trust you, you're good, and, you know, I know I know how you're going to do this. And they, they get in the actual meeting with the vampires, and the vampire, you know, the leader of the Tuba clan is like, hey, you need to join our clan, you don't know things, you need to be educated on how a vampire should be, and Fred's like, well, you know, I have my friends here, and I have my, they're like my family, and I don't want to join your clan, and so, you know, he puts out that he's making his own clan, and then, at the same time, Crystal, and Albert, and Neil, and Bubba, and Amy, they all kind of walk in at the same that time, and they're like, yeah, we join his clan too. And that totally floors Fred that people would want to join his clan. And even Richard is there and kind of is like, hey, I'm, you know, on your clan in name only because I'm the leader of the Therians and I can't really join your clan. But that totally shocks Fred. And Fred's like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Like, why would you guys do that? And then Fred drops another ball, Bob, that he is going to start freelancing for the agency as a freelance accountant. And that floors everybody. And Fred's like, well, you guys said you knew everything that I was going to do. Like, And Crystal's like, well, I didn't think you'd do something as crazy as that. Like, I knew the whole build-your-own-clan rules, but I didn't know you'd go work for the agency. That's a that's a bad decision there, Fred. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more of that in the future. That was pretty funny. And then uh, the last thing that kind of happens in this book is that Fred challenges the leader of the Tuva clan for Lillian because... Lillian was given to Fred as a gift, and then the leader of the Tuva clan wants her back now that he knows that Fred is forming a clan and not going to join, and that he is truly just an accountant. So Fred challenges him to a contest of silver, which, lucky for Fred, you know, he has immunity to now. And so the vampire, the leader of the Tuva clan, says, okay, but we're not going to do it one at a time. We're both going to hold it, and whoever can hold it longer is how we'll decide. The leader of the Tuva clan says, if I win, Lillian comes with me. And Fred says, okay, but if I win, you know, she gets to choose whether she stays with you or comes with me. I won't force her. So, of course, they grab some silver daggers and they hold them. And, of course, Fred wins by a long shot because the silver doesn't hurt him at all. So he does. He wins. He tells Lillian, hey, you can make your choice. You can join the Fred clan. The clan of Fred, which is funny, just if you think about that name, like, yes, I am the Tuva clan. I am the clan of Fred. Yep, that's it. So, quite funny. But he gives her that choice, and of course, she chooses to stay with Fred and the clan of Fred because she sees that they are more like a family and how different it is from the vampire clan that she's been in the whole time. And she kind of wants that. And so, that's going to wrap up our discussion of Bloody Acquisitions, the third Fred the Vampire Accountant series. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like and leave a review wherever you listen to it. I'd really appreciate it. And of course, if you have any questions or comments, send them to LibromancyPod at gmail.com. And remember to balance the magic of books.